Hey there, welcome to yet another episode of Behind the Scoreline. In today's episode, we will be going through the recent news that we've gotten from the ATP and obviously and the WTA as well as to what will happen with Belarusian players and, you know, Russian players with regards to them competing at Wimbledon. And we know now that they will be allowed this year to compete at Wimbledon and obviously there won't be uh, points deducted or no they were not deducted but there will there will be the points will count now if you get the points that you're supposed to get then you'll get the points and your ranking will be affected as far as Wimbledon is concerned I'm not really sure as to what happens with defending points and all those things but I don't think anyone will defend points um because if you have to think of Wimbledon the year prior then it will just mess things up you know um but yeah I think points will just be awarded based on where like I think everyone will start at zero no one will have to defend any points and then whoever gets the points at Wimbledon will get those points and then we'll move on from there um but yeah um, my thoughts on, on on them being the players of course being allowed back at Wimbledon I'm happy um I mean, maybe the word happy is quite an, I don't know, uh, an overstatement given the situation that led them to be um, denied entry into the Grand Slam. Um, But then I think there's little someone in my position can do to affect the political landscape, you know. And it seems like the situation with Russia, Ukraine and Belarus will probably stay the same for quite some time now because i mean i don't hear i don't hear much in the news about you know the russian invasion and all of that um so yeah um when listening to this episode please try to give me benefit of doubt as far as sensitivity is concerned because i'm trying i'm trying to be sensitive about the issue but then again i'm not trying to act like you know oh i'm so scared of this topic i don't want to step on anyone's shoes no i don't want to be like that i just want to talk like a normal human being that knows the situation and accepts it for what it is and obviously try to find a way forward but in the same breath um i don't want to you know be out here talking about issues like this that affect uh people or other people on a daily life and then act like it's just normal sports news that's not the case you know so yeah it's quite difficult uh having a balance on such an issue especially for someone like myself um yeah um so as i was saying um i'm quite happy for the players to be honest and generally for for tennis in general because um with covid happening things like the rankings and points have kind of went out of the window we kind of don't i don't know regard them as important as they used to be it's only now that novak Djokovic has you know risen back in the rankings and is now world number one again that we can say okay order has been restored things are normal now you know and to be fair it needed for Djokovic to be number one for things to be normal again for us to take points seriously because i mean he is world number one and should be world number one um so yeah um with how things have been happening it was kind of it was kind of strange seeing someone like nick Kyrgios going to the final of wimbledon and then still being outside the top 20 i think now he's yeah now he's a solid has a solid solidified himself as a top 20 seedings and there was Ribakina again was fighting for her life man i mean she won wimbledon but it was world number 25 and yeah it's only now after she won 
Indian Wells, Miami final, final of Australia that she's definitely a top 10 talent and in my opinion top 5 talent in the world. And yeah, I think that's one issue, rankings, points counting and things making sense as far as us grading players where they are and all of that, right? But then again, it makes, I think it players coming back to Wimbledon, the Belarusian players coming back into the Wimbledon, it kind of, um, it elevates the competition. It elevates the competition as far as the race to Turin, as far as players on grass that are going to be competing in grass. Um, it kind of elevates the competition. I think I've, at that point is quite clear to, to everyone, so I don't really need to say much. But then again, it's an opportunity to kind of, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say make things better in terms of the camaraderie in the locker room, but it's an opportunity again to take a step further in ensuring that the Belarusian players also don't feel neglected. Because we have, we have to we have to also understand there are also people they have careers as well which they invest a lot in. And some of the players, I mean, Daria Kasagdina and I think Daniel Medvedev, Andrei Roblev, they've kind of declared that they don't want war. I don't, like, a lot of a lot of the players that were not allowed at Wimbledon, they've kind of declared that they don't want war, they're against it. And again, we have to be cognizant that some obviously don't want to outright say, you know, like, we don't like this and this that's been done in our country. So while we have to we have to acknowledge it because if you are in a situation the way you are called to you know publicly go against the president of your country it's not an easy thing to do because you still have to go back to that country there's still family members of of yours that could be affected by the things you say so as much as you want to take a side on who's wrong who's right you have to understand tennis players also have families they have lives as well and they have to also toe the line in some aspects even if they don't want to but you know like some things are just bigger than them at some point so you, we also have to understand that which i feel like most people are not it's like all they care about is who's wrong who's right and what needs to be done but to the for the players involved there's a lot of things and semantics that they have to use in order for them to kind of appease us as the general public and also toe the line as far as their government is concerned. Because if you look at it uh, from another perspective, these players also belong to a federation, right? They belong to the Russian Federation, uh, the, Be- the, the Belarus uh, Tennis Federation and all of that. And obviously the, the federations don't own the players, but there's a lot that the federation does to support the careers of these players. And obviously there's a lot that they, the federations have done in order for you and I to even know that there's a certain Daniel Medvedev, there's a certain Karen Hachanov, there's a certain uh, Arina Sabalenka, you know. So we can't just take these issues uh, at face value. I think for us, it's who are outside of the situation, it's easy for us to take these things at face value as to the player should just condemn their country. The player should just do this, do this. How hard can it be to see who's wrong, who's right? For them, uh, there might be repercussions. So also they have to preserve themselves as well. And it's 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 human nature to want to do that because they have families to feed, you know. So 
Yeah, it's, it's I, I, I actually feel sorry for the Belarusian players, to be honest with you. I really do. And obviously, I also sympathize a lot with the, the Ukrainian players across all sports, actually, whether it be it football, whether it be it uh, tennis or basketball, whatever sports. I, I sympathize with the Ukrainian players because, I mean, I cannot imagine having to play a professional sport every day, go out there, give out your best, but there's a possibility that your family members may be harmed at any moment, you know? So that's, like, it's it's, it's just, um, it's just a matter of human beings just being terrible towards each other. I'll, I'll just put it that way. It's just a matter of politics getting out of hand and the struggle for power, which has, I don't know, which has traumatized human beings for, I don't know, the entirety of human human existence. So I don't want to talk about such things because there's a lot I don't know. Even about NATO and all these things, like even the situation in Ukraine, I don't think I'm fully equipped to have a political opinion on it, to be honest with you. Um, but then I do have thoughts of my own because I'm a human being, right? But this podcast is all, it's about sports and me looking at things from a player's perspective and trying to look at things from a sporting perspective. But yeah, um, above all, I don't see how... I think that this is one point that kind of can infuriate a lot of people. I don't see how making the decision to not allow Russian players to play or Belarusian players not to play kind of makes a good in the world. That, that Initially, when I heard they were not going to play, the question I asked is, okay, if they don't play... Who benefits or from this, like, who gets to... I don't think Ukrainian players... I mean, I know there are some players who refuse to shake players from uh, Russia, their hands and all of that, which they are allowed to do, I think. But I don't think it benefits Ukrainian players in any way to not have to face Russian players. Uh, Maybe it might be triggering to them, but from a sporting perspective, for me, it still doesn't make sense. I'll be honest with you. I'm a competitor myself. I might not be a professional uh, footballer, but I've played I've, I've played football. And yeah, I don't think these are things that could uh, affect my performance. Um, but yeah, maybe this is me just being insensitive about the situation. But when you look at it from a logical perspective, it didn't make sense to ban those players in the first place. But yeah, um, Maybe I might be a I might be a, an insensitive prick about the situation with the comment I just made, but that's just how I truly feel. And yeah, again I reiterate, it's easy talking when you're not in the situation. It's easy for you for you to spew any nonsense that you can uh, because you're not affected in any way. So yeah, but other than that, I'm quite happy that I don't know there's progress on this front. And again, I'll say this. I just want camaraderie in the locker room. I think I want players on tour to just be a bit more united and, you know, stand for a similar goal. And yeah, this seems like one step in the right direction as far as achieving that goal. But yeah, um, let me know what your thoughts are on this episode on the Wimbledon uh, ban for Belarusian players being lifted and just generally how you think about the whole situation. Cheers.
If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing or following the podcast on whichever platform you're listening from. And please tell a friend to tell a friend to listen to Behind the Scoreline. Or better yet, just send them the link to this episode. Thank you.